Hey everybody, welcome to the Bonsai Podcast. My name is Mike. I'm Tyler. And we are your hosts. This is an anime and video games podcast in which we discuss those said things. But first, Tyler. Yeah. Did you know no. that that seals eat penguins? What? Wait, you actually you didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Seals that's... seals eat penguins. That's upsetting. I, I mean, like seals. That. Seals are like the lions of the of the ocean. I know? thought those were sea lions. It's, I mean, they're they're. I'm pretty sure sea lions are a type of seal. That sure. When are when I think of sea lions, lion, aren't the sea lions the ones with like the snouts? Uh, I think you're thinking of elephant seals. I am thinking of elephant seals. You're right. They yeah, should, uh, elephant seals... seal should be the sea lions of the sea. <laughs> In seals and sea lions are both pinnipeds. Uh, they differ in physical characteristics and adaptations. Sea lions are brown and they walk on land. Seals have small flippers, uh, wriggle on their bellies on land. Um, but I anyway, when, when you were in San Diego, did we take you to La Jolla Cove where all the sea lions are? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There is. What do you mean you forget? We we went to the hookah bar. We got those really cheap drinks yeah, that we were did. that should have been super expensive. Yep, and then yep. we went out to see the sea lions and they were like fucking uh, inches like away from them. us. <laughs> yeah. And there was a couple that were literally inches away from us. They're a lot bigger than they uh than you would expect them to be. They're fucking huge. And um, loud. They're fucking loud. Oh yeah, they're just <laughs> they're oh, real oh, fucking oh, loud. <laughs> but um but yeah, so so now that we've defined that characteristic of of seals um, and and what they do, uh, there's this island, right? Uh-huh. Uh, like I believe it's it's down off the coast of South Africa, uh, where these scientists have discovered. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a little video for you here to you, watch. You're not talking about Madagascar. No, no, south, not not east. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, why don't you why don't you just click that video and 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 see how you feel about what it? What is that? Hey, no. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you do this? Why do none of the penguins care? They do care. <laughs> they, they definitely don't look care. Like they care. Uh. So so yeah. So there's this um. There's this island uh, where seals have started to rape penguins. Like, it, it, it's it's Doctor Nico fucking... de Bruin is on the case. Yeah. So so literally, um, like these seals. There's there's l- plenty of videos on YouTube of this happening. Um, now, like one thing that a lot of people don't know, uh, I'm sure more anime fans know than than other people because anime is disgusting. Uh, but uh, you know, birds only have one hole in which they—it's uh, called like a cloacal or so, a cloaca. That's what it is. It fucking—it's for shit and also reproduction. So, yeah, that's weird. Uh, but the, these seals have actually like, <laughs> like fucking straight up penetrated <laughs> these penguins. 
And in some cases, it lasts up to an hour. <laughs> oh my god, that's a really long time. Keeping I feel the really seal bad for these penguins, dude. Keeping the penguin pinned down this, this for a fucking bring, hour. This does bring like a whole new meaning to the word anal, though. Yeah. Well, it, well, I mean, it's a it's a cloaca or whatever it's called. But yeah, so 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 these seals that it eat wants penguins. To know what she walked into. <laughs> <laughs> These seals that eat penguins, right? This is their primary food source. Are 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 raping the penguins, but not eating them afterwards. They just do their business, and then they're like, "Go tell your friends." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'll be here till Thursday. Go tell your fucking friends. They're next. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I'm gonna let you go, but... <laughs> I guess it's the whole these... idea of you shouldn't shit where you eat. I, I do, and I, like, I don't... Like I seal and penguin rape terms. But, so this is something that has virtually never been seen uh, in nature before. So, all... Is this video? It's still going. You're still watching it, dude. This is a horror fight. The penguins are like, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then at the end, at the end, okay, this is the best part. The subscribe button comes up. Oh, my it God. It says subscribe for more amazing videos. <laughs> oh, my God. The uh, seal ran up to the penguin and bumped it down. It lay on top of the penguin and started thrusting its hip in a copulary fashion. The seal's erect penis was clearly visible. Two bouts of thrusting in a copulatory fashion was intermitted by a break, <laughs> during which the seal kept the penguin pinned to the ground with its flipper, but it did not seem interested in it. Eventually, the seal got off the penguin, and the bird was able to get up and join a group of fellow king penguins on the beach. Like, <laughs> this is, like, like it's one thing for an animal to try with something that's similar to it, you know, like maybe like a cheetah and a, a jaguar or something. I don't fucking know. That, that was an go, interesting place to start. I was but to go say two from, breeds of dogs. Well, yeah, but dogs are dogs. Like breeds, like it, it, there's no. I'm pretty sure there's no like a horse and a donkey. Yeah, exactly. A horse and a donkey. That's 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 pretty. Yeah, um, or or. What what yeah? Because a horse and a donkey makes a mule exactly. So uh, like the fucking um, to go from mammal to bird though is it's a jump. It's it's a, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that the that the that the fucking seals are are doing this. Um, so with that being said, uh, I watched the Bo Burnham special. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Everything is falling yeah. into place now. <laughs> yeah, I watched. I watched the Bo Burnham special last night. Um, what would what, you think? It was. I think I laughed a lot more than most people did. Um, but I also have a pretty sick sense of humor, so That's that true. might have been it. um yeah Yeah, so so for people who haven't seen it basically what happened was bo burnham um i didn't know he was from massachusetts but Uh, i kind of understand now yeah he said in the he said in the in the special that he's from massachusetts Mm. um but yeah so bo burnham um quit comedy five years about 
yeah, five years ago because he was having panic attacks on stage, which is something that I can totally relate to. I actually um, saw him live before. Did he you? Quit. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What, tell me about that. I mean, it was like his uh, other special, I guess, when he was doing it live, like his last special. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. It was either in San Diego or Santa Barbara. Uh, but yeah, my, me and my ex got tickets for his show. They were like $50 a piece or something. And like, it was, it was a great show. You know, it, it's definitely different seeing him in person because there's not like all the camera angles and stuff. Uh, but it was still a very like surreal experience. You know, it, it's just when you've seen somebody online for so long and then they're actually 3d in front of you, it, 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 they almost look wrong. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so there was like that, like almost like uncanny valley sort of feel to it. Right. Uh, right. But but the special was very funny. I mean, he's always been super fucking funny. Uh, and you know, he he has always just tried to cut to the heart of society and then rip it open and be like, you see what's dumb in here. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of that as well. Um, but. The difference between that show and this show is, uh, this new special that is, is vast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, so Bo Burnham is, uh, he's 30 now, but you know, when he started out, he was like 16. Right. Um, and he's kind of a, he's a bit of a, a comedy savant, like if you will, you know, he's a, he's a musician, uh, mostly, mostly piano. So mm-hmm. a lot of his uh, comedy is like mixed in with with songs, and people have differing opinions about him. I've always thought, like, I've always watched his comedy as kind of like, a, all right, I'll check it out, you know. And then you know, I enjoy it, and you know, that is what it is. Um, you know, it, it like, but he was he was a young guy. He was, you know, I think a lot of people within the industry were probably jealous of him. Um, because he was so young and because people fucking loved him, like, especially when he first came out, like the fucking guy could do no wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he started having, uh, panic attacks on stage and so he stopped, um, he retired like five years ago. Yep. Um, and just as he was getting ready, like he said, you know, he got better, right? Um, yeah, he, he retired for mental health reasons, and then he started working on himself, which is what you should do when you have some mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, not not just for, you know, the people around you, mainly for yourself, because you'll be happier, which yeah. which is good. <laughs> yeah. Kit is asking if it's piano comedy like Victor Borge. Uh, I don't know Victor Bor- or Borge, Borge, Borge. Neither do I. But probably not. <laughs> like it's more like he writes like pop tunes that uh it, 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 they'll be very uppity and happy and then the words will hurt you inside yeah um <laughs> my one critique with bo burnham uh in his songs is that his choruses are repeated often and are generally too long um but besides that you know that's that's his goes off to feel old in the corner sorry kit (laughs) um but yeah so so justice in 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 with the panic attack thing like i totally get it you know like um i have a i have a a panic disorder um 
which is uh shitty you know like like uh it's hard to it's hard to really explain um what that's like but basically like nine times out of ten my body is in uh fight or flight mode and and i'm not really like uh i'm not i'm not like a fighter you know but like if I am in that mood and then somebody like overwhelms me, like I do tend to like snap, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then people will be like, what the fuck? You know, it's hard to explain. Um, or like, you know, but most of the time it's like, you know, you just feel like you're going to die and that fucking sucks. Um, but I have like medicine for, I'm trying to work on it. I gotta get my taxes done so I can get my fucking health insurance changed (laughs) and et cetera. But like back before I, you know, was diagnosed, like, when I was working on tree school, I was having uh, these massive panic attacks um, during work. And, you know, I wasn't helping myself by drinking coffee. But at the time, I didn't know that caffeine can, like, really, like, spark that and trigger it. So, I, you know, I feel for the guy. Um, but right as he was starting to feel better, he was ready to go out and tour again. Uh, the pandemic hit. It was, like, the month after the pandemic hit. And he still wanted to do special and you know he had to figure out a new way to do it so the new special is called inside um and he worked on it during the whole pandemic like that's what he did i mean you know Mm -hmm. the area that he was in like whatever building he was in or wherever he was living like struck me as odd um it looked like a studio apartment right you know like it like on one half is this open room and then on the other half is like you know stove kitchen type stuff uh assuming probably a bathroom um and it was a very strange looking apartment especially the 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 doorway between the the room and the kitchen area was like this weird semicircle that was then uh cut in half again you know what I mean? Like it was a very odd doorway. Yeah, um, the 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 place. I don't know if he got it like specifically for the special or not. Uh, because it, it doesn't. It didn't look like the type of place that he would live in. Right. I mean, considering how much money you would assume that he made over sure. you know his career, for sure. I mean, he's you know he said he was living in Massachusetts. My guess is that if that's the case, he's probably out towards Boston, and Boston is fucking ridiculously expensive. So that's fair. If he's living in a nice place in Boston, then you know that or a nice area in Boston, that was probably a two thousand dollar apartment or more. Um, but you know, if he was living in Boston, all the more reason not to go outside. Right. <laughs> at the same time because boston was really bad for a long time um so yeah so he worked on this special in this one bedroom apartment or i mean studio apartment for the entire year and it's it's a very strange surreal experience it's it's impressive uh, to say the least, because he shot the whole thing, wrote the whole thing, Edited all by the himself. Whole thing. Like he uh, did every part of it by himself. I checked. I checked the the um the fucking uh, 
credits. There were yeah. some outside studios that had involvement in it, color correction, like okay. et cetera, et cetera. So like a lot of like post post stuff that needed to be done was not done by him. Like my okay. guess is that he sent the 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 you know edit like he definitely edited it together. Mm-hmm. But then there's a bunch of post stuff that needs to be done to make it look like crazy professional, like it right. did. You know, because um, I was looking at it as as somebody who who has done a lot of filming and has had to like figure out how to make it look okay i was incredibly impressed by the way that this looked mm-hmm. you know and, and and don't get me wrong like even without professional post-processing like he set up all these light shows and these projectors like just in this room and like created this like rid- like crazy experience mm-hmm. to to behold um which was sometimes like cute and then sometimes fucking terrifying like <laughs> <laughs> like uh the song about the internet everything all the time yep um it's just like he's got like some low blue lights on um i'm pretty sure he actually and- just uploaded that one to youtube oh did he okay and then uh i know that i know that white girl instagram um <laughs> it has been up for a while. That one was just fucking that one was fucking funny. Oh, uh, yeah, Welcome to the Internet was released Welcome to 2 the- days 2 days ago. Okay. So yeah, the song is called Welcome to the Internet. Feel free to check it out if you if you're looking for um, you know, a a, a good visual idea of it, but you know, it's just him wearing these creepy circular sunglasses like John Lennon or something like that. And he's playing his piano, and there's, like, a laser, uh, green laser stars kind of, like, going around. And the song, you know, he's... The song is directed toward the uh, Gen Z or, or Zoomers, as they're often called on the internet. And it's, like, you know, basically how, like, you know, we planned the i guess it wouldn't be millennials it would be like gen x or something like that because we weren't old enough at the time really Mm -hmm. uh planned to basically fucking destroy their minds from the time that they were born with the ipad i guess that would technically be our generation's fault is giving our kids ipads when they're two um (laughs) to have everything all the time because the internet is a little bit of everything right all the time you know like what what was the what was the chorus of board or um boredom is a sin and apathy is a crime or something like that a little little bit bit of everything everything. all of the time (laughs) yeah um so so basically you know it starts off and it, it, it was something that i forgot about with the with the pandemic was that you know like when when it hit I was expecting two weeks. Right. Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) I guess, you know, like when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, Devin had to, um, you know, basically tell her job like, hey, look, like I have immune problems or immuno problems and I can't go to work while this is going on. Um, she had to, you know, get on unemployment and, you know, and again, it was like, it was like almost like a party, you know, we were like, we were like, this is great. Oh dude, you know, I had she so much sex in the first two weeks of the pandemic. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was like, she didn't have to go anywhere, <laughs> you know, 
I got a perfect excuse not to have to go grocery shopping. Um, and then two weeks turned into three weeks, three weeks turned into four weeks. And it was kind of like one of this, like, all right, well, any minute, you know, this is going to be over. Things are going to go back to normal. And then that month turned into two months, two months Mm -hmm. turned into three months, three months turned into four months. And it was like, obviously Devin and I are still enjoying our, you know, our, our time together. Like we, we got engaged this year. And so everything's fine with us, but it, it slowly became, you know, and as the news rolled in and as, as, uh, Italy, you know, like fucking like melted to the ground and then the United (laughs) States became the second, uh, you know, major fucking battleground for the coronavirus. It didn't, it was no longer like any day now. It was like, this is life now, you know? And, right. and we adapted to it. Uh, but adapting to that is, it, it was shitty. It's shitty. It was shitty. It was like, you know, you had to be afraid of everybody. And I mean, I guess I'm, I'm talking from the perspective of somebody who took it seriously, right? right. Like I was not looking to get coronavirus. Right. Uh, there's plenty of people that I know that got the coronavirus. Some of them are totally fine. Some of them are forever fucked. Uh, yep. Like my... Uh, yeah, I would call her an aunt, but she's not an aunt. Um, she has not recovered from the coronavirus. She was one of the first people in the state to get it. Um, she's fucked. And, you know, it's just not worth that risk. Uh, mm-hmm. And even from the vaccine, um, it made Devin piss blood because of her kidneys. Like, Jeez. the vaccine, you know, so, like, we weren't even sure if we were going to get her vaccinated because it was dangerous because of her immuno you know issues and that's Mm -hmm. the thing is that there's a lot of people out there that cannot get vaccinated and like there's a lot of people out there that don't think about those kind of people and it's not just people with like you know rare diseases and stuff like that it's pregnant women um you know like anything as simple as that like pregnant women cannot be immune uh vaccinated like they can get the vaccine but it's likely not going to work hmm. because their immune systems are so up from that. It'll attack the vaccine and, and it, it just won't take. So, you know, for all those people out there that are like, oh, I don't need to get vaccine vaccinated because everybody else got vaccinated. It's like, no, fuck you. Get your fucking vaccine. Like if you're privileged enough to it have takes, a vaccine available to free and it yeah. takes 15 minutes. Yeah. And there's not even a there's not even a hundred percent chance that it's gonna make you feel like shit. Yeah. Like my my first vaccine made me tired and made my arm hurt. My second vaccine, I was fine, except for when I pissed to bed. But we've been over that. <laughs> um, so it's like if you have the privilege to get the vaccine, you can get the vaccine. And there's vaccines available. Get the fucking vaccine, asshole. Like, do you do you realize that there's people all over this fucking planet that just don't even have vaccines and the coronavirus is still raging like where they are. Like if you get vaccinated, the sooner they can get vaccinated. Right. I mean, there's, I I was talking to a friend who knows a very wealthy person in Malaysia. They can't even though, even the wealthiest of people in certain places cannot get the vaccine because they are not there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? 
So, so, so if you're like fucking honky ass, you know, down in, in, in Alabama is just sitting there trying not to get a fucking vaccine because you're either too lazy. You just don't care. Like, fuck you, dude. Like the, this, this, we live in, we live in a global society now. Your, your inaction is affecting, it's rippling outwards to, into the greater, the greater populace of the entire world. You know, there's people in India that could use that vaccine that's sitting there in America waiting for you at fucking CVS, you know, or, <laughs> or being wherever. thrown away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if you're somebody who fucking made an appointment and then decided to bail on it, like, fuck you. Like, it's one thing to bail on it. Call first. Just don't not show up because they will throw that vaccine away. Mm-hmm. They it have doesn't to. last forever. Yeah, exactly. But that, that that's not necessarily the point of, of, what I'm talking about is no. So, so the special right goes mm-hmm. from the beginning of the, of the pandemic to the end. And it's, it's a look at society for sure. You know, because obviously while we were going through this pandemic, we were dealing with a ton of other stuff, you know, like there was the whole social, absolute upheaval um from the death of george floyd which you know george floyd got a lot of media attention but he it's not like he was the first Mm -hmm. it's not like he was the last yeah it was just that i think george floyd died at the perfect time for him to become the symbol of the movement that really exploded last year. I mean, we've been having marches um, for black lives matter since I was in college, you know, like I was there at the first black lives matter uh, marches, you know? Um, And like, it was, it was a, it was a powerful thing back then. I mean, but that was like 2014, you know? Yeah. (laughs) it It was a while ago for sure. Yeah, uh, like it. Go for it. No, nah, I mean, I was just gonna say, like, it, you, we we've gone through that. We've gone through like the most tumultuous election, at least in our lifetimes. Uh, um, I would say that I would say that Trump is likely one of the most unprecedented um, experiences that the country has ever had. Mm-hmm. As as just a political figure, as a president, like mm-hmm. I would I would be hard pressed to think of another president that was as fucked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kit asked if uh, we've seen that where he wants to be the speaker of the house. Um, yeah, uh, Trump has Trump has recently kind of poked his head back in, and the entire uh, the entire Republican Party is behind him. They kicked everybody else who wasn't out. So, which is ridiculous. It's so fucking crazy. He's not a politician. No, he's barely even a businessman. He's just a fucking asshole. He's barely even a man. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's barely even alive. Yeah, dude. Like, (laughs) but but there's that. Um, then then we went through the whole like. Capital insurrection thing back in what that was January sixth, I believe. Yeah, I mean, but that was like that. Was, that was like towards the towards the ass end of it. I mean, sure. 
like there's the I mean part of part of the reason that I have a panic disorder is because I'm terrified of life <laughs> because <laughs> there are 18 billion bad things that are going on all the time. I mean, like even even if we're just focusing on last year, right? Mm -hmm. We have we have the social upheaval um which puts me and you to a certain degree, maybe a little bit less uh because you are at least Jewish, you know what I mean? Um Yay. <laughs> so like so you have you have a little bit of a but like as somebody as somebody that comes from a family that came here over the, on the Mayflower, you know, that has been in this country since the fucking beginning, whose ancestors probably killed Native Americans, whose ancestors probably had fucking slaves, you know, uh, like I am the, you know, who like, don't get me wrong, like one, one half of my family is pretty um, bourgeoisie, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, at least my grandparents on that side. The other half, the other half of my family, not so much. <laughs> not so much. Uh, you know, we're talking about we're talking about a, f a family with six boys who lived in a one bedroom house in Florida for a while, and yeah, poor ass, what uh, trash. But um, anyway, like you know, I am the pinnacle of what is wrong. I, I'm the I'm in the physical you know embodiment of what has been wrong since people came over on this country to this country. Um, I am the I'm the you know the last scion <laughs> of the family. You know, like I think I think the like, tattoos help. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the I'm the end of the bloodline of that. There you go. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, it's 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 tough to to see this stuff going on and wanting to help. You know, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast and not feeling like you can. Um, and, and the funny thing is Bo Burnham actually addressed that a little bit. Um, you know, he's out to save the world with comedy. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's like as <laughs> the white guy going to like save the <laughs> save the world with comedy. Because mm -hmm. the, the world needs a white guy right now. Oh, my God so fucking funny um but yeah it's 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 like you know wanting to help and and not being able to help but the re you know one of the thing that he did address about that is the neoliberal fascists which is um at one time it's kind of an oxymoron um and at the same time it's kind of a uh what's that word that grant loves to use all the time paradox enigma oh a paradox it's a paradox <laughs> it's a paradox how can you be a liberal fascist? Right. Um, but the answer is Twitter. Check it out. Um, you know, at like, I mean, look at all the shit that's going on with pride right now. Again, like, you know, I kind of called it last time where we were talking on uh, the Bonsai podcast is like, you know, they like the people within the pride community can't get even get their shit straight because they are arguing about fucking flags and you know what's included in pride and it's like why are you arguing about that mm -hmm. like 
pride is a representation of of everybody that is different you know and mm-hmm. i think i think what it is so so follow me on this right i think what it is is that when we were kids right right we had room to be unique even if we weren't unique because there wasn't this instant access to everything all the time a little bit of everything all the time right right so when i was a kid i was i was a punk i listened Mm -hmm. to punk music i played in a punk band i wore my hair in liberty spikes you know i did the eyeliner thing sometimes i threw on some blue lipstick i'd wear a blouse you know in like seventh grade like this kind of shit mike wore uh women's skinny jeans so that you could have men's skinny jeans yeah yeah i was that guy um and where i was where i grew up i was it was me and my buddy jamie and we were the only people like that right period so we were able to express our individualism that way and but i remember specifically that i shadowed a girlfriend at her school which was in a more liberal town um and at my school, I was the only one who had gauges, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody at her school had gauges. And then they also had, like, lip rings. And there were, like, 15-year-olds with fucking tattoos. And I was like, shit, this is weird. I kind of feel like I'm in a homogenous society right now. You know? <laughs> That's like, a new experience. <laughs> it was super weird. Um, but th- the thing to remember about uh, the Gen Zs, the Zoomers, is that they're wasn't anything to because of the internet and because of their instant access to the internet when they were young um there wasn't any area to kind of discover and or define themselves because everything had been discovered and defined and you know we we uh we talked last week and kit had a little bit of a a comment about um the younger generation liking to create boxes and I think that they're doing that because it's very difficult for them to feel special in any way. And their and idea we're of from what, a young age that we're supposed to. Right. Yeah. And 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 I I think the the idea of like all of these like different uh sexualities and, and genders and and everything that needs to be specifically identified rather than exist within a certain umbrella are being created. So people can, you know, be like, no, 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 no. I'm not just, I'm not just bi I'm omnisexual or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that I read about. It was omnisexuality and everybody's like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I'm <laughs> omnipresent know, like, though. So yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. not that there's anything wrong with being an omnisexual or whatever the fuck, like it's fine. It's just that people, people are starting to use these, uh, these monikers, if you will. Right. Because in the end, we're all just sexual and we're all just people you know, even if we're asexual or whatever, like we have sexual preferences and we have, you know, feelings about our, our roles in society, uh, which unfortunately have been broken down into gender, you know, like, like, which 
I feel like the whole idea between being non-binary is the is the rejection of gender as a as a natural being like lines are not drawn you know like if if nobody told you that you were a girl you wouldn't be a girl you would just be a person you know what i mean if nobody told you that you were gay you wouldn't be gay you would just like you would just prefer to you know fuck around with people of the same uh sex as you you know like or bi or whatever like you don't have a preference it's 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 preferences it's 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 what you like or don't like you know what i mean it's it's and and it's becoming a thing that and and it is a societal problem right it is a it is a societal problem because the United States, at least, is a Christian place, whether we like it or not. You know, it's 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 mm-hmm. our, our separation of church and state is not very uh, separate. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so so basically all the separation of the church and state does is that like the church cannot tell the state what to do and vice versa. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that our state doesn't have christian values which it does and it doesn't mean that our state uh fucking allegiance doesn't have under god in it (laughs) right exactly so so it's like you know i think people expect the separation of church and state to mean that there are no religious values in the state and there are no political values within the church that's not the case it right. is simply that the church cannot tell the government what to do and the government cannot interfere in the church. Yeah, that's and it. the church can't be taxed, so it's a really good tax haven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Kit says under God was added in the 50s. That makes sense. I mean, that was when the whole... I mean, the 50s was a big time for the government to... They had an agenda. <laughs> After World War II, there was a major agenda. Yeah. Um, but, you know... We're getting a little bit, a little bit far away from from the point. The point is, is that we define the lines. As people, we define the lines, and because the internet is blurring lines, we then take them and and really carve the lines in. You know, like we and and a lot of it is because people are feeling the reality the basic reality of life that as individuals we are not special right and i I sort of attribute it to the idea of like you're on a beach and you draw a circle around yourself and you're like this is this is my space and it's Mm -hmm. it's special because it's mine but then you go on the internet and it turns out there's a million circles overlapping your one circle so instead of drawing just a circle you've you've built a fucking moat that is like this is mine and you can only come in if you're exactly like me and i have a drawbridge that is filled with guard dogs and shit Oh my god, Kif, uh, Kit says, I feel like we should do a riff track with some patrons snarking and commenting on a whole podcast. If you want to do a podcast commentary, like while we're recording, that would be hilarious. 
<laughs> like in a different like in a different chat or something like that um but anyway or uh, in a different like call or if you guys just recorded yourselves that would be funny um that would be way meta <laughs> but yeah Super like meta yeah and I, I think i think that's really what it's come down to is that people um and i think realization is not the right word but they've gotten the feeling that the feel the the they they have gotten the 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 hit you know what i mean when something hits you when you're like when you're watching something and all of a sudden you feel a shitty way but you don't know why sure because it's it's almost like being triggered right like they've been they've been hit with the concept that they're not special they're not unique and in the larger scheme of things on the global scale they don't matter and i think that that is a terrifying thing to have smacked across your face whereas you know when i was when i was homeless when i was a kid i had a lot of time to myself and i thought about that kind of stuff and i came to that realization on my own um that if i died you know, there would be some people who would be upset and some people whose lives would change. Uh, but the ripple would stop pretty, pretty, pretty close to the origin point. Mm-hmm. And even where I am now, you know, at where I have a relatively large audience, um, if I died, the ripple would stop relatively close to the origin point my death would not affect the world because i'm not special and because i'm not important right i'm just i'm just a fucking i'm just a bug i'm just a mushroom you know it's it's in the large scheme of things like it wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference but i like that huh i like that personally yeah, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, you know, but I and, think and, it's a. Uh, I think it's just a mental uh, difference in thinking a lot of the time. Well, uh, it goes against the idea of of what we're taught. Right. Well, it goes because we're taught, we're, we're taught a few things. Right in school, you're taught a you're special. B your life needs to have purpose. Like you need to be working towards something. If you're not working towards something, then you're wasting your time, and. Mm-hmm. My life, my what I am working towards is enjoying myself. <laughs> and yeah. if I don't have to worry about being special, then I can do whatever the fuck I want. It doesn't matter what I do, which means that as long as I can eat and I have a place, a roof over my head, uh, I can spend time with the people I care about and do whatever I want to do with them. And that's what's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. But. <clears throat> Sorry, it's not important enough for you to murder somebody and then move into their house. What do you mean? I mean, like, so, so you still live. Also, by no, I'm not going to murder somebody. <laughs> yeah, you you still live by a code of your own design to a certain degree. Like, if you're saying the things that are most important to you are spending time with the people that you care about, having a house, and having food, uh, but you're not going like if something happened where it became more difficult for you to do that, you're not going to kill a family and move into their home and then, you know, steal all the food and, and all, 
of that other stuff. You know what I mean? Like you still live by a code. Well, that's a societal code, sure. That's not a code right. I made. Right, but even if it wasn't a societal code, like would you kill somebody and move into their house? How could I know that? I was brought up in this society. You know, I mean, you're it's asking just me a philosophical if, if question. I was, yeah, but the the question is, if you were born not inside society, how would you act? And the answer is, I don't know. Take a guess. Yeah, yeah but that's an impossible thing to answer. You know? Sure, I'm but not that's gonna the point say, of a philosophical debate. <laughs> like, you can't just say, that's impossible. You gotta take a guess. You can absolutely say that's impossible. Yeah, but then... Everybody is going to roll their eyes and be like, come on, just guess. No, that's just you. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of I, I, I what, what about you guys in the comments here? You want to hear Tyler's answer? Or you just want to hear him say, no, no, it's impossible. It is impossible. Like I, you're asking me, how would I act if I didn't have the influence of society? If there was no and rules, I don't yeah, know. If there was no I've rules. literally brought up with society since the day, since literally the moment I was born. So I don't know who I am outside of that sphere. He's dodging the question. I don't he's think it's dodging, dodging the, question. the question. I think it's he's understanding. His heels in. He's being stubborn. I think it's understanding how we. Yeah, exactly. Kit thinks I'm answering it. I don't know. Like I don't it, think it, you, are. It, you can't answer it because there is no way to know because there's never been a moment any of us has been outside of this society without its influence. Yeah, but I mean, you know yourself. No, I don't know myself outside of societal influence. It's not possible for me to. I I understand what you're saying. I still want you to take a right. Guess. So you're you're saying for me to take a guess, and the guess can literally it doesn't it doesn't matter what I say because it will always be wrong because I don't know what matter. the answer is. It does matter. I could say I would be a clown. I would live with fish in the water, and I would have many wonderful fish uh, uh, friends, and together we would build uh, a new Atlantis. That's my answer. Well, see, that's the problem because that's physically impossible. No, not necessarily. I don't know what I would be like outside of society. Maybe I would uh, get gills. Well, you would still be a human, <laughs> and if you were to live in the water, all of your skin would fall off and you would die. That's what you think. No, I mean, that's that's <laughs> science. <laughs> that's actual science. Well, it's that's also difference between science. A, this is a difference I don't know what I would be like outside debate. of society, Mike. <laughs> I, well, what do, you, what do you think that Grant would say, Tyler, if you were Grant in this situation? I feel like he would say the same thing. No, Grant would have an answer. We should Grant ask knows him. how to have a philosophical debate. Come on. We should ask him. Three, two, one, clap. I clapped that we, time. That was, that was it. Good. That was cool. All right. Okay, so, so Grant, what we're talking about is... And my answer to that was, how could I possibly know that? Wait, how how did to... this get to killing people? Aren't we just talking about <laughs> happiness? Like, are we are we living Dude. in a post-apocalyptic world? It's not that bad, okay? Welcome, <laughs> welcome to fucking podcasting with Mike. <laughs> like what? What well, is this? The, that's the that's just the, that's the philosophical debate where we ended at a stalemate where Tyler refused to answer the right. question. Right, Mike was trying to say so. Take a guess, and I'm saying, how can I possibly guess what I would act like outside of society when literally I have been ingrained in society since the moment I was born? 
I don't know who I am outside of the society that we live in. And Mike's like, no, take a guess. Uh, I mean, I think you're onto something, Tyler. Like, I think that's a fair way to think about it. Um, like, that is an honest view, and I respect it. Uh, yeah, I think also you, it's always fun to guess, though. <laughs> it's always fun to guess, man. Like, oh, for me, I gave the best guess, dude. I said that I was going to make the second Atlantis with fish. <laughs> I mean, is this a real? And then I was stuff? like, yeah, I was like, this is why we need Grant. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I was like, we like we. There was like twenty minutes of me being like, Tyler, this is not how you have a philosophical conversation. He's like, no, it is, it is. I don't have it. Like, I don't have an answer. I so I was like, all right, we gotta get Grant on here because Grant will have an answer one way or another. Sure. So the question is, how would I find happiness if I existed outside of a society and was totally just able to act on my individual whims without fear of not fitting in? Uh, kind of. Yeah. It's like it's like what as a person, as an individual, as Grant, like, would you fucking, you know, would you fucking kill somebody and take their shit to make you happy? Wow. I mean, so out of desperation and I guess maybe like I I that is within me. I think that's within everybody, honestly. If anybody says it's not within them, uh then they're they're just not being honest with themselves. Like th- th- that's the primal instinct. Um I would well, definitely yeah, avoid it at, for survival, right? Yeah, like, I, I would avoid it at all costs. Um that is not something I would want to do. I think it would haunt me. Uh, but I think also, you know, when you're, you're hungry, you need water, uh, you know, let, we're in Mad Max scenario now, I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, cause, cause Mike said so <laughs> just, I, why not? It makes it interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, your brainstem is just, uh, it's gnawing at you. It's like, Hey man, you gotta, there's nothing around. You gotta take something. You gotta take it. So yeah, yeah I mean, I suppose I would. But, uh, I, yeah, is that, <laughs> does that answer your question? I don't yeah, I mean, that was just, that was the question. I mean, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like it would be a similar situation, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a violent person at all. Uh, in fact, like I will avoid violence as much as I possibly can. That's, uh, you know, I'm a talker. Like I will, I will talk my way out of a bad situation if I, if I have the option. I mean, honestly, I would probably go for for stealing first, you know. Yeah. And oh, then, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but there are people out there, hundred percent, that would just, you know, oh, I want this, gun them down, take it. Right. Well, and, it's, I mean, it's like Ryan can't steal anything. He's not stealthy enough. He's so, so bad at Hitman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, and basically, the reason that uh, we're talking about this at all is because we'd we'd both watched the the new Bo Burnham special. Did you check that out? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard uh, it's okay. great. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you, but um, yeah, you should you should go in blind if you can. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but basically, like it brought up a lot of it brought up a lot of um, topics about about the 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 newer generation and you know how how they're annoying (laughs) um but at the same time uh kind of pitiable and the the thing is is now unironic like it's it's so ironic it's not ironic um 
Gen Z is trying to cancel Bo Burnham. <laughs> oh no shit! I didn't hear about this. Wow, yeah, I apparently check he's out the special. apparently he's racist. Oh wow! I don't know. Yeah, this is something Devin alerted me to this morning after I woke up. I haven't um, heard about this either, actually. But the thing is, is is within that special, and I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, there is a point where Bo Burnham talks about uh, how he's done shitty things, right? I mean, he's a comedian, okay? So uh, as a comedian, to a certain degree, it's your job to make jokes. Uh, and a lot of what is funny is stuff that you're not supposed to talk about, you know? And, and part of the humor comes from uh, the shock value and also the it's sad but it's true um so like you know there there was this adage that i used to go by in my youth um after having lived in the inner city and having lived in the country is that uh you know white trash is always scarier than black people because black people will steal your tv and be like what are you going to do about it but white people will steal your TV and then invite you over to watch it and then tell you, no, it's theirs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so obviously now that's not something that a lot of people would laugh at, especially not on Twitter um, because I'm because I'm I'm white. You know, I'm sure if I'm sure if a person of color made that joke, it would be funny. Um, but it's like, I think the point of bringing that kind of stuff up is that with everything that's going on on the internet all the time, especially Twitter, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Twitter is definitely kind of the worst of it, but I mean, you also have Facebook, pretty much social media. I mean, in Reddit too. Can uh, Reddit? Yeah. yeah. It, it depends it, on the like, subreddit, but yeah. As people who are turning 30, we oh, have, fuck. A whole backlog of shit that we have done and said throughout our lives that is now simply existing as fuel for somebody to get mad at us about. Sure. Yeah. I mean that that's Delete Tracicle. Well, and I think <laughs> I think also, like, um Gen Z has had the uh, like they've grown up with the internet whereas we like the beginning of our lives like we basically didn't have the internet until uh you know early 2000s was when it really became mainstream i had it in like 98 sure but it was like shitty we, we, shit it, it just <laughs> we, like we, we we grew up with the internet whereas they grew up with the internet you know what i'm saying like yeah, the we, internet evolved with us exactly so like they have essentially had the like they've watched people get canceled for as long as they can remember whereas we haven't had that, right? Like, people haven't had their behavior checked as deeply as it gets checked now. Like, even just saying something insensitive, like, you're going to get people shitting on you, and maybe you change, maybe it's not worth changing, maybe it is, but at the very least, you're going to get this feedback. Whereas even, like, 10, 20 years ago, you would say something kind of shitty, but if you were around just people who also thought it was funny then you would never hear any different. Um, yeah. And I think they don't understand what it's like to, you know, be 18 years old with nobody checking you 
because you're always surrounded by your peers or, or your friends or your family who have mm-hmm. cultivated your minds and your you as an individual. Um, so yeah, it's like, I think Bo Burnham is doing, like, again, I haven't seen the special, but it sounds like he's doing what comedians should do, which is being more honest than the average person, uh, and then presenting that honesty in a way that is digestible and entertaining. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, maybe he was talking about something truly horrible, but probably not. Um, no, uh, the, I, the... I think the way that what you just described, uh, what comedians should be doing is exactly what that special was. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I, a lot of people have said that they didn't laugh very much. I laughed my ass off quite a bit through it. Uh, there were definitely some points where I was like, (sighs) you know, like, yeah, this is deep. I I, I didn't laugh very much, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, it's an hour and a half that goes by very Yeah, it, like, it, um, it goes by, and then you're at the last 15 minutes, and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. You know? Uh, you'll see. The, the <laughs> example of, you know, what he did uh, was just, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, or Well, it's not a big deal if it wasn't on Twitter. You, you know? So, like, if, for instance, um, a common also phrase. a horrible place, I just want to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, I, our last our last podcast was called "Fuck Twitter," um, <laughs> uh, but it's like you know something that people would normally say, like "Don't be a pussy," right? Hmm. I could never. I mean, and it's not something that I say, but I could never, ever imagine tweeting that. Oh, could yeah. you imagine tweeting "Don't be a pussy" at somebody <laughs> nowadays? Oh man, you'd get dogpiled pretty hard. You're over. Do you know how many times somebody has told me in my life not to be a pussy? Like at least a thousand. Yeah, yeah, at least a thousand. Or like, or like, oh man, that's that's some gay shit, you know? Like, or or uh, you know, like people like I mean, dude, back when Xbox originally went online, and it was it was fag this fag that fag this fag that gay fag. You know, yep. <laughs> like troll fag, you're fa- like N words like, everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that's yeah that's next level. That was never really a, that was never okay. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. But it's like there there's more loose lipped stuff that was like it was it was a oh I'm in a bad mood or I'm angry at this person I'll say I'll say that you know and it's yeah. like there was that and th- there was no consequence for it. Exactly. There was no consequence. There was no consequence. You know, like if your mom heard you, she'd probably be like, what are you saying? You know, but like, yeah. And then you get grounded for a week or not even, you know, just like, hey, don't speak like that, you know, and and that was it. If I spoke like that, I'd be grounded for a week. (laughs) (laughs) But if, you know, I I mean, I was out of my parents' house by the time the, the Xbox went live. But like, you know, the idea is like there is no there's no room to to teach anybody anything anymore it's you are expected to college level learn and if you don't you are going to get yeeted off the face of of socialization more or less (laughs) you know like and when i say college level learn uh when i went to college one of the um one of the things that my teacher uh, told to me that 
like I really took with me. He was like, in high school, you are taught. In college, you are taught how to learn. Like, you do the reading. You do the research. You do the projects. You put the stuff together. And you present it. That kind of stuff. That's right. college-level learning. Is going out on your own to, to basically do R&D. You know? And right. Now- it's more about the pursuit of knowledge. Versus yeah. we're just going to cram shit into you because you need to know it. Yeah. And then it becomes an expectation of you know like like you are expected to care about society at all of society right like it's no longer caring about the forward momentum of society it's now about caring about every single unknown aspect of society even if it didn't have anything to do like with your life right i don't know so like doesn't define republicans very well (laughs) well well that's the difference (laughs) right because they are they are the they're the they're the like you know dick cheney well (laughs) i mean dick cheney is the perfect doesn't define democrats very well either like no no it's like kind of it it's the same idea i was talking about earlier where before the internet went really mainstream uh, you're mostly just checked by your friends or your family or your peers. Um, but you can take that to the next level, too, where, like, let's say you grew up in Boston. And mm-hmm. you just, Bastard. you know, exactly. And it's just like your whole worldview is based out of Boston. You're mm-hmm. only really thinking about Boston, what things are like there. You're acting accordingly. Um, but now there's, like, people in Los Angeles with their culture who are, uh, criticizing the Boston people and the Boston people are criticizing the Los Angeles people. And then there's people in Uganda and they're, uh, it's like a global conversation now. And all of these perspectives, it's like with the internet, it's magical because everybody's able to talk to each other. And it's also this sort of unpleasant transitionary period where we somehow have to figure out how all of these perspectives fit together and uh, part of the reason it's so difficult for all these perspectives to fit together is how it's like how the medium works. I mean, Twitter, for instance, you have uh, they upgraded it a few years ago to have 240 characters per tweet. But that's still not a lot of uh, room to right. write. You can't yeah. exactly no, be can express everything. Yeah, it's <laughs> like <laughs> and, but it's all of these people. They have to somehow live with each other while also talking through this medium that you're, you're like talking through a straw, so to speak. It, it's just so hard to really get a point across. And, and then on top of that, you know, you have, you're behind a screen, right? So the, the more time you spend on Twitter, the less time you're probably spending uh, with face-to-face interaction, which, of course, is going to uh, make you a, a, a miserable person and you're going to be more <laughs> likely to be toxic and on this already sort of toxic platform. And it, not Twitter has good aspects, too, but it just, at its worst, Twitter is, is horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so it's like we, as a world, are having to live with each other for the first time. And like even... Uh, you know, it's like, I mean, look at colonialism, right? There's, we now get like social media videos of like what it's like 
in Africa right now. And it's like, oh shit, this is the echoes of what Europe did to this place. And uh, it, it's like, I don't know, it, you're not just watching a BBC documentary or something. It's like, mm -hmm. this is someone who lives there. This is their life. Uh, and this is a part of history. Um, and then there's people commenting on that. And it just, uh, it's a whole whirlwind of facts and opinions and reality and even non-realities too. I mean, there's so much misinformation, which is making it even crazier. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's just, I mean, I'm glad it's all happening, but I, I think we are living in a, uh, what's the word? I mean, history is hanging in the balance, essentially. We have to learn to coexist with each other, um, but we're more divided by, than ever before, and somehow we have to remedy that. Right. Yeah. We're, we're more divided because we're so much closer together, which is like... Ironic. so oxymoronic yeah like Un united we fall <laughs> yeah it, it, it's just the idea that like you know maybe humans really weren't ever supposed to get past the uh the hunter and gatherer tribe stage of I life mean, you know because when when you get worldwide it turns out that uh we don't play very nice i mean yeah, it, 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 yeah. it doesn't even have to be worldwide it's once you get past hunter gatherer and you get into infrastructure and, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the fucking revolutions that we had with, with technology and production and industry, it's, it no longer matters. Uh, the person no longer matters. It's the, it's the product and it's, it, it's bad for you. It's just right. bad for you. And I mean, often the uh, people like, are the product now. Yeah, it, it, and it's it, you know it's it's physical problems, uh, it's mental problems. Like if you look at the difference between your average American or average first world citizen versus people that live in tribes um, that are isolated from the rest of the world, uh, depression is virtually non-existent within them. Back problems virtually non-existent. They're healthy. They live decent lives. Communism um, works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but and, the, I, yeah. I think the idea is, and you know, we were talking about anxiety um, and panic and stuff like that. And I think what the what the greatest problem is is that um, as individuals, we are virtually powerless to make any kind of significant change. Um, and they, you know, they whenever whenever you know, a, a group or an organization is trying to make some kind of significant change. They always put somebody at, at the head of it, at the, at the face, but it's not that person doing it. You know, you can create a charity, but it's going to take a thousand people to get the, to get the charity, uh, fucking, you know, profitable for whatever you're trying to help out. Like one person can't do anything, but I feel like every person expects that they are, you know, that they have to, or completely rejects the idea of doing anything like fuck the world. Why should I help? But well, when you look it, at it's, it's it's about how do you define changing the world, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that's my main issue because it's like I've certainly changed the world for myself and for the people around me. And mm -hmm. it's just like I think that it it's not healthy to be like I have to change the world for however what, 7 billion people that we have now? If I don't yeah. affect all 7 billion people, I have failed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, and, 
I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is they, I, I mean, and I remember feeling this way too, especially in my late teens, early 20s, is it's appealing to want to change the world because, I mean, partially it's an ego thing. Like, it makes you feel important. Like, if I can change the world, then I really am special, right? But right. you have to change yourself and really cultivate yourself as an individual before you make any real changes on the world because chances are you're just going to make things worse if you don't do that like yeah. uh that doesn't mean you should be complacent like by all means you know if you want to uh volunteer at a soup kitchen charities like uh great like do good work but there's a lot of people who i think are they're really trying to spark social movements and revolutions but they're like 19 or even <laughs> right. 24 uh and usually these people are annoying <laughs> like, yeah. like not that there's not reasons to have social movements but i mean even like black lives matter it was uh across the board you know it was there was a lot of ages there it wasn't just like you know a bunch of annoying 18 year olds it was uh, a lot of people um yeah and i think that people really need to understand that if you can't fix yourself you can't fix the world at no. all like you will just end up being like even if you do end up somehow in a position of power if you haven't worked on yourself i mean you could just be joseph stalin you could like i'm not even exaggerating you just your perspective is so limited by your caliber of being if you are uh just an anxious self-absorbed not even in like a uh narcissistic self-absorbed way but like always worrying about what other people think about you you're always self-conscious you're always this always that it's okay to be like that but if you're in a position of power like that you're going to be paranoid you're going to mm -hmm. be distrusting you're going to be trying to cover your own ass versus trying to help the world even if you originally got into it for good intentions uh it just the these are things people need to understand about about changing the world so you, yeah. you'll always try to protect yourself first i think is uh is sort of what you're trying to say there you know so when you get up yeah. into a position of power like that suddenly even if you started out being like i'm gonna change the world for the better now your priority and it probably always was this way it just wasn't as important then but it's still i need to protect myself and then i need to change the world yeah and i mean that's really what i mean like if you look at the greatest dictators of history uh you know hitler trump uh <laughs> you know uh you know mao zedong to a certain degree uh i, I don't want to say trump is the greatest of anything I, I would say that I say I would say that as a dictator he was he was uh incredibly effective. And it all comes down from the idea of me first. Me first, me first, me first. And you know, Hitler's idea was Germany for the Germans and then the world for the Germans. And you know, that's really kind of what it comes down to is I want to protect me and the best way to protect me is to create a nationalistic racist society that fucking worships me because I'm the one on the pulpit screaming about how everybody else is bad and we're the best. And that's literally what, that's literally what Trump did. I mean, he literally took fucking notes 
out of Hitler's handbook and was just like, yeah, like America first, you know, money first, protect me, yeah, but protect he didn't me, stay in power, me. which true. makes him a pretty shitty dictator. Yeah, well, we, I mean, again, he's going for uh, what Speaker of the House or whatever he's whatever he's trying to do that Kit was talking about. He's not right. done. Trump right. is not done. He's not gone. He's not no longer a problem. He's still around. He's still pulling strings. I mean, he got the Republican Party to basically fire off everybody who, you know, didn't agree with him. He's fucking pissed off at Pence because Pence didn't sit by and just take what happened during the insurrection. You know, it's 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 a scary thing. But like to explain to people like what panic is and why it happens and 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 anxiety and stuff like that. I just want to like give people a little a little peek as to what that is. Maybe maybe it can help people recognize uh, like what's going like maybe something that's going on with them themselves. So yeah. for me, right? Um, you know, I went to therapy. I've been to therapist eight thousand times in my life. I'm not in therapy right now. I would like to be, but you know, uh, I have shit I got to do first. And the reason I haven't done it will be revealed throughout this this little bit of a of explanation here. So on a day-to-day basis, I need to feed myself. I need to, uh, which costs money, uh, which means that I need to work, uh, which means that I need to take time away from doing things that I want to do and I like to do in order to work, which is also something that I want to do and I like to do. Um, but, you know, less so than sitting on my ass and doing nothing. I love, that's my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. Um, so an object at rest will stay at rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then you have, uh, so that, so that, that is absolute basic. But by the way, Grant, if you need to go, like, I don't think you have to stay for the whole podcast. <laughs> well, uh, I'm I, actually, I'm just going to grab some food. Well, first I want to hear Mike. Uh, okay. I forgot I sure. had food in the microwave. I'm just going to grab that and kind of, I, I just didn't well. want you to, in case you had to go, I didn't want you to just be waiting. Yeah. I figured <laughs> sure. I fig- Grant would be good for this segment. And then when we start talking about anime, that would probably be time that Grant wouldn't have anything. To yeah. Talk I, about. I, I, want, I want to remind everybody that this is an anime and video games podcast. Yeah. Uh, an hour and a half in. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of that will be edited out because we, you know, we took time to pull Grant in here, but anyway, so, so yeah, so those are, those are the basic necessities. Um, and then on top of that, I have a fiance who needs love and attention, um, which I can't easily give while I'm working in order for us to have a house and, and, you know, to eat and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, so, so her emotional needs are, you know, I need to, I need to take care of those. I need to take care of my own emotional needs. And then on top of that, I need to make our house a livable space, right? So that also Mm -hmm. takes money. That also takes time. That also takes thought that takes, you know, preparation and stuff. We just bought a new couch. It was a huge deal. We had to get the old furniture out. We had to figure out where to put the old furniture. We had to figure out how we were going to get the new furniture in. We had to move the new furniture in. That was not fun. I'm covered in bruises. Um, and and that was just one fucking day, right? And then yeah, I feel that on top of that, we, we, we have some new furniture that we have to build that has been sitting in our entryway for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, um, you know, I I have to think about. Uh, how I'm doing my job because I have my own my own business, 
right? So I need to make sure that I hop on Patreon and I talk with our patrons. I need to make sure that we're creating our Patreon content. Um, I need to make sure that on YouTube things are going smoothly, that we are, are doing the best that we can to put out content, to keep people informed, to let people know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, we have this partnership with G Fuel. We need to make sure that we're selling G Fuel on top of it. This is just day-to-day stuff. Now, thanks to the pandemic and the coronavirus, when I go outside, I have to be careful. I have to be socially conscious. I'm vaccinated, but I wear a mask. I hate fucking wearing a mask. And then I'm surrounded by assholes who are not wearing masks. Like, like, like just people just aren't fucking wearing masks anymore because the mandate mm-hmm. is lifted. And that is so fucking selfish and shitty because you can have uh, the coronavirus and not even know. Mm-hmm. And you can give that to somebody who can't get vaccinated. And it, right. even if they're wearing a mask, you can still give it to them. The whole idea is the ma- about the mask is that everybody needs to wear a mask. That way your spit ain't coming out and their spit isn't coming out. If you are right. not wearing a mask and you're around somebody who is wearing a mask, their chances of getting the coronavirus rise exponentially. Anyway, so that's a pain in the ass. Getting groceries is a pain in the ass. I don't like leaving the house anymore. Like the fucking pandemic has made me extremely agoraphobic. But then there's other things that are going on that you need to worry about, right? There's there's local politics. There's there's uh, you know what's going on in my town. What's going on in my county? You know, like there's there's a rampant uh, sex slavery ring that's going on. Uh, within you know the Pioneer Valley and up through Massachusetts, there's oh a horrible drug epidemic that is still going on. People every day are fucking overdosing on heroin that is passed throughout my fucking state. Comes through, it, it gets manufactured here, gets manufactured in Canada, comes down into this area of the state, and then gets moved all the way up through Boston. All of the fucking uh, towns that are on the heroin highway are flooded with drugs. People are fucking useless out there. There's nowhere to work. There's nothing for them to do. They live in food deserts, you know? And then they fucking OD and they die, right? And then we have social issues that go on within this area. Like, I live in a town that is super fucking conservative, and there's a bunch of fucking racists here, and I hate going out to eat in this town because I always have to... I I will hear the N-word, and it's fucking terrible. But then if I go over to the next town, it's one of the most liberal places in the country. And, you know, like a huge transgender population. Like, I can't tell you how many times that I've been out on the street out there and been like, that's a hot chick. And then they turn around and like, that's a dude. And then, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like there, you know, you, you really got to be like extremely socially conscious all the time. You call everybody they. You know, it's like it's like a huge it's a huge culture shift. Right. And then we have the state government. We have uh, a fucking we have a Republican um, governor, which we usually do. Massachusetts usually has Republican governors and then they have uh, but they're a Democratic state. It's it's a balance of stuff. Um, But this guy's been trying to fuck with our abortion laws. Right. Uh, And that's really shitty. It's like such a fucking bad time to do that. And a lot of that is because the reason that they're fucking with abortion laws is because nobody wants to have fucking kids and they want us to be having fucking kids, no matter the circumstances. 
uh, because there's mm-hmm. this global fear of our generation not reproducing enough. And they're worried about the co- economy of the future. And they're worried about having too many old people in, you know, 50 years or something like that, which is exactly what's happening right now with all the fucking boomers. So, like, what's the goddamn difference, right? And then you have the, the, the fucking countrywide problems just with politics. You know, we have Mexican children that are being kept at the border. We have fucking international shit that's going on. We have this weird war between us and China. We have this weird war between us and fucking Russia. And it's a constant, like, why are we fighting? Why do we hate each other? Why do we have to be enemies? There's there's these, these cyber attacks that are happening constantly. And then you have the fucking race issues. You have a whole segment of our population that are being fucking treated like shit. Uh, women are treated like shit. There's a, there's the glass ceiling, you know, uh, there's, there's, uh, how do we, how do we make everybody feel accepted? How do we make, uh, it safe for gay people? How do we make it safe for trans people? How do, you know, all of, all of that shit. And then you have the, the global issues, the, the nuclear uh, projects in Iran, um, the, the threat of nuclear annihilation, the threat of the rising seas, you know, the decimation of the polar caps, the temperatures on earth. I mean, for fuck's sake, we had like an average of 85 degree weather all spring. When growing up, it was 60 degrees and windy until June. Uh, you know, the summer, the summer breezes in October, it's fucked. We're supposed to have, uh, something like 25 named storms this year, hurricanes that are going to sweep through, uh, you know, the, the, the South Atlantic, um, like all of this shit is happening all the fucking time and everybody is telling us that we are at the point of global armageddon sorry i'm talking so yeah i'm i'm anxious (laughs) i'm anxious (laughs) because my day-to-day shit is enough uh yeah i well i mean uh i don't want to cut you off no no go for it i do want to say um as anxiety inducing as all this is this is also nothing new um like I've been, I, I've had my nose in a lot of books recently, um, a lot of them having to do with history, and that's just kind of how it is. Like there's always big problems that bubble up, and as humans, it's our job to rise to the occasion. Um, in fact, we have lived in a very unique section of history um, as Americans because basically from post-World War II until 2008, or you could maybe say September 11th, uh, it has just been rapid growth and wealth increase in the United States. Um, and so we've lived in a very pampered place and time. But that's not usually how it is. And I think it, it's kind of bred us to be a little bit weak even, Um and that that's not to, like, you know, I'm not talking shit or anything. It's just, I think, part of the reason why m- mental health is declining, ironically, is because quality of life has increased so much. But now, um, as things are starting to decline, as, you know, as they do throughout history, there's ups and downs, now we have this, like, sort of a couple generations of pampering combined with real world problems and now we have to rise to the occasion and figure out how to solve things within our own microcosms like speaking about fixing yourself first the 
it's not about not fixing the world. It's just you can only focus on so much. I mean, your your rant there. I mean, you probably listed like thirty problems, right? Yeah. But as like one person, or even as like a group of people, you can't even touch twenty nine of them. You know, there's mm-hmm. like one that you can focus on that you happen to be well informed in that maybe you can play a part in helping. And to me, that's actually comforting. It's like, yeah, it, you can watch the news and make your head spin and freak out and stare at a ceiling. But at the end of the day, uh, you walk outside, the the birds are chirping. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's still, life goes on. And all we can really do is try to figure out where we fit in this world and to work hard but not too hard to uh not just get by but uh you know help in ways that we can mm. and that's really all we can do that's it and yeah. that, that I, I is agree with you. comforting to me I, I i agree with you uh for sure uh, also neonosis um popped in the chat what's up dude uh and he says um Hello, man. You know, yeah, uh, he's he's with you on this one. It's a constant up and down, sort of changing between good and bad, and that we are definitely sheltered. Um, and he says, without going into the whataboutisms, I completely agree. There's more focus on the individual self. Um, it clashes with the collectivist ideal, uh, which is hard in this generational zeitgeist. Um, and note, you can also swing the other way and be blinded by sheer optimism and escapism, which is true. Um, the problem, like... The, so an interesting contrast to to what I was saying was, or is that when I was homeless, I was not anxious. I was depressed. You didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, I only had one thing to worry about: <laughs> food, sleep. That's it. That's yep. all I had to worry about, and that was fine. Like I didn't have anything to lose. You know, I didn't have anything to lose. Like besides, like my iPod, which got stolen. And I lost it. And you know what? <laughs> Sucked. Wasn't the end of the world. Uh, you know, I could, I could, you know, make a couple bucks and go get a shitty MP3 player. Uh, but yeah, like it, it, it's, you're right, Grant. The only thing that you can do, honestly, is focus on yourself. But the problem is, is that everybody in the world is screaming at you not to focus on everything else. And it's hard to it's hard to feel like you're doing something good when other things aren't changing you know and and mm. also i think the problem with this this shelteredness that we've experienced throughout you know the last you know 40 50 some odd years is that while we were enjoying this pampered lifestyle there was nefarious shit going on behind the scenes. Um, and a lot of that is coming out now. And the worry, I suppose, like one of my, one of my biggest worries is that it's gone too far and can't be fixed. That no matter how much we backpedal, no matter how much we try to, (coughs) you know, uh, come up with sources of renewable energy uh, to bring down carbon uh, emissions and stuff like that, it's not going to be enough. And that we're fucked. And that we've been fucked for, you know, the last 20 years. And we will see the end days before we naturally die of old age. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a very Mike perspective. Um, I mean, so my take on, like, climate change. I think the climate change movement, it's like just getting out of its adolescence, right? So you had Al Gore's, uh, what the fuck was the... The inconvenient truth. Yeah, an inconvenient truth. Okay, so that was basically like sounding the alarm bell. Great. Um, but for the last 10 years, climate change has basically been, we're fucked, we're fucked, we're fucked, but we should try anyway. We're fucked, but we should try anyway. And uh, that's a horrible way to go about it, in my <laughs> opinion. I think yeah. we're also, um, we're assuming we know too much about how nature works. Like, obviously, climate change is real, but like, let's say we actually... Uh, you know, within 50 years, we're just totally on solar and electric and mostly renewable resources. Um, who knows what would happen, you yeah. know? Um, especially if we take seriously, like, recreating forests. I mean, look at Costa Rica. They had some massive percentage of their rainforest that was just completely destroyed. And then within 20 years, it's thriving again. Mm. Um, and that was... Uh, not easy to do like it, it's hard to regrow forests you can't just plant like the same of one tree you have to like really be calculated about like uh, mixing up the species and, and whatnot but I'm just saying we can do things and it doesn't mean that there won't be large-scale consequences it just means they will be enough to where civilization in general will remain intact um, you know, yeah, but the white rhinos are extinct, Grant. Yeah, that is a fucking bummer. So, but it's like, you know, that's one species, and there's a lot of species that have gone extinct, and it really is tragic. <laughs> but also, I mean, 65 million years ago, a meteor slammed into the Earth, lit uh, 1,500 square miles worth of forest totally on fire, killed like 90% of the species on this planet. Um, but things recovered, and it's not even going to be nearly that bad. Assuming that we make changes. And even if we don't, yeah. it still won't be that bad. That, that's true. But at the same time, the, the Earth didn't have to deal with humans during that. We have essentially taken – like I don't think the Earth was ever meant for a single uh, species to take over the entire world. You know? Because uh, we kind of grow like a virus. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I'm just saying that, uh, while we did see stuff recover from that, I don't think it's a, a one-to-one -one comparison. I, I also think the, the, there is definitely, um, the, also we're definitely not going to get to everything in this podcast because like <laughs> it, it's remember, almost two hours long there, there's no way we're getting the video games and, and anime well i don't <laughs> i don't have much to talk about in the video game section anyway um but like you know i think the the impact of the industrial revolution should never be understated because in a hundred years we've gone from fucking pantaloons and like you know fucking guns that barely pass to rods from god and like you know which is which is literally a pole that you just drop from space that uh has the impact of like a hundred nuclear bombs um space pole yeah uh you know Jewish and, space pole <laughs> and you know <laughs> secret it's, Jewish space pole etc etc you know it's it, it um 
Neonosis is reminding us that we have uh, revolution revolutionized information in medical science. That's true. Um, that is true. But also, the medical science is part of the reason that uh, the baby boomers are never going to die. Um, and <laughs> and like, uh, you know, there it's it's like it's not that I want any baby boomers to die. It's just that the natural course of you know human life is you know eighty, seventy, something like that. So you know. Or at least it was. Yeah. I don't know what the uh, the average lifespan is now. With the way that things increased over the last hundred years, um, including the you know the environmental problems and stuff, it's like, what are things going to be like in another hundred years if we make it through? Uh, you know what? Like, ha- we're going to have to continue to check ourselves um, as a species constantly check ourselves every time we discover something new there has to be somebody out there that comes up with a way to fix the problems that this new thing is going to create and i hope that this that this crisis that we're in um is you're right it it is a unique spot in history where you know and, and again i'm not even a scientist so i don't fucking know you know, and, and scientists can't even agree. I mean, fuck, they can't even determine what a mountain is. So, like, <laughs> it's it's just, uh, it's just it's it's crazy. It, it's crazy, and it's 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 anxiety inducing. And, um, going back to the topic at hand, the 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 Bo Burnham special. Um, <laughs> right, that's what we started with. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've been talking about this whole time, really. Uh, is uh. is like uh it's just <laughs> Neonosis is of course Bo, good game guys. Yeah, he wasn't here at the beginning, <laughs> so he didn't know. <laughs> um but this entire two hour podcast is because of Bo Burnham's special. <laughs> more or less. Well, yeah, that and the you know, the introspective kind of shit that it made me think about between, you know, one o'clock in the morning last night and today. Uh but yeah, it's 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 like um, it's it just on top of everything else that is anxiety inducing, being locked in our houses for a year was torture because it was a perfect example of one of the worst fears that I could experience. And I think that it, I think that I ignored it and it was bad for me. Um, because there are the, the corporations and even the government, I think to a certain degree want us to live like that. I really think they do. I really, really think that the powers that be would rather have us in our houses alone and dealing with everything through a screen and ordering our food through a screen. And, you know, like being separate. So we can't do anything. All we can do is sit online and argue with each other. 
Exactly, because we can't gather and demand change. The revolution, if there is one, is not going to happen on Twitter. It is not going to happen on the internet. But there will be a hashtag for it. <laughs> there definitely so, I mean, will be a hashtag for it. And There's it, definitely <laughs> some people in power who wants everything to happen through a screen. There are also some people who don't. Like I, I don't subscribe to the idea that there's uh, an Illuminati, metaphorically. Not saying you think the Illuminati is real or fake or whatever. But um, there's not like one overarching mastermind plot, right? Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I think maybe Jeff Bezos would love for everybody to deal with everything through a screen. And he has a lot of power. But mm. um, I think there's also people who are high up in corporations and government who uh, understand the importance of being together. I mean, hell, like, as much as Republicans get shat on during this podcast, they were the ones like, hey, we need to make sure our communities are okay and that we're not isolating ourselves too much. And that's the half of the political spectrum in this country. Yeah. Um, they just wanted to do it that. without a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, there's clearly, like, there's a back and forth here. That nothing's perfect. I'm just saying, like, there are people up top who do want communities to thrive. And it's not all just, uh, you know, uh, evil people trying to do evil things it's, oh for uh, sure yeah like i mean communities can thrive just as long as they're white christian communities <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. we're we're working on some things <laughs> there's some things to work on yeah yeah and uh, you know it's it's shocking like it's just it's all it's all it's all it was a lot the pandemic was a lot and i and i don't think and it's still going on so I'm not sitting here like, you know, being like, oh, it's over now. You know, what a what a wild time it was. It's still happening and is likely going yep. to happen again. And God, I yep. hope not. it's I'm going rock climbing today. Hell yeah. Dude. Nice. I'd like a gym. Yeah. Inside. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. Me. I can't wait. I'm, I'm actual jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some in Portland. There are, and I can't be too jealous. I went outside uh, yesterday, went to an awesome bar, and, and got drunk and stuff with uh, with my girlfriend for our anniversary, uh, and then we're going out today for, like, a really nice dinner for the same thing. I bought- and I got to go on a trip recently. Like, like life is returning to some semblance of normalcy, mm-hmm. which is awesome, uh, and I will happily get a booster shot in six months or whatever to continue that. Oh, yeah. You know? Shoot me up, Daddy. Like, no, I don't even know yes. if it'll be necessary. They said that the vaccines are good for over a year. Oh, is that yeah, what but they also now? said there will likely be a booster at some point. I bought at a, some point, yeah. I bought a couch. That's what I did yesterday. I bought a new couch. Nice, dude. I just posted Red. it in the chat. Yeah. It's... Oh, dude, it is huge. I, that that is my dream couch. That's that's what Where's I want. The podcast how, uh, oh, it's in a it's in Bonsai Boys streams. Um, it'll, it'll be Boys in the streams. viewing party. Channels. It's under the viewing party channels. Yeah, yeah. See, well, this thing oh. doesn't really fit in our. We're, we bought it to section our living room in half. So behind, dude. It, now I have somewhere to sleep when I come visit. Exactly. Um, and you'll have. I gotta a t- talk to you about that. You'll have a TV and stuff. Um, oh, to watch. Wow. But yeah, so because I'm coming to the East Coast in like three months. Oh yeah, that's right. So I got I got to talk to you about that and figure that out. Ryan too. I think Ryan and I might come visit you. Nice. But yeah, behind behind the couch, we're turning into a reading area. 
Um, so we got we got some bookshelves that are going back there, and I'm getting a bean bag, and it'll be nice. Um, and as you can see, I got my CRT in my living room now, so I can play Tekken Three on my couch. Nice. Uh, yeah. How much did the uh, couch cost? The couch was eight hundred bucks. Um, that's not bad for how big that is. Yeah, that's nah. a good ass deal. I got it, it from new? got it from Big Lots. So yeah, so the couch oh, was nice. the couch was eight hundred. The ottoman was two hundred. Um, and then I got Devin. Uh, she really wanted a kitchen island, so I got her a kitchen island. Um, oh yeah, we that's... got the the watermelon cat and the floppy panda were uh, prizes from um, that time I got wasted and and went to the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and played all the crane games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really what it comes down to, guys, is I just want to keep my couch. And Armageddon is going to make that really hard. Uh, and I don't know what to do about it. And it makes me really anxious. So <laughs> so this is a two-hour podcast about Mike wanting to keep his couch. No, no. no. But, but yeah, it's, it's the... I just want... I just... A lot of a lot of what it comes down to a lot of a lot of my anxieties. Um, it, it's like I just want to. I just want things to be okay. You know, like I just want. I, that's all I want. I just desperately want things to be okay. I want America and Russia to get along. I want America and China to get along. I want to get rid of nuclear weapons. Uh, like any kind of Armageddon type scenario, why are like, I just want it to stop. I just don't want to ever have to worry about that. I don't think anybody should have to worry about that. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's just something that's like omnipresent. You know, it's just something that's always like kind of yeah. like lurking behind the, the curtain and that shit. Fuck that. I never worry about Armageddon because if it happens, it's too late anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the same way. I guess, you know, but like I live in an area that's probably not going to get bombed. So I'm going to be stuck in the I'm going to be stuck in the fallout, you know, like, well, that's why you should move to the Portland. Like I don't or San Diego. There's a military base Diego. here. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fucked. Totally. Dude, fucked. Wh- we got you covered. Like, if you want to die, <laughs> we we know where to be. <laughs> I mean, California is a great place if you want to die. <laughs> There's many things that are after you there. Earthquakes, uh, fires. Um, I don't think the earthquakes are after you. They just happen to occur there. All the time. <laughs> or, I mean, or you, you can, say that, you but like, they're not that bad. Japan is definitely uh, after killing everybody. But anyway. There we go. All right, guys. Well. Japan is sinking. Grant. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and and keeping this philosophical debate alive. Tyler, I hope you learned something today. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Uh, Like, it's always dope talking to you guys. And uh, I've actually been wanting to join you guys on this podcast for a little while now. And here we are. So, yeah, I, uh, I had a blast. Yeah, happy to do it. Do you, do you have anything you want to like pitch or, or promote before you go? Yeah, pitch away. I don't know uh, if you have anything coming out. Yeah, I I'm actually going to be sending you some editing soon, Tyler. Um, okay. So it's a video called "Enter the Fairy Portal." Um, you could use your imagination to guess what the fairy portal is, or you won't have to. Basically, uh, the- I had a mushroom trip in January with a couple friends, and uh, it blew my fucking mind. And I'm turning it into a video um and you know it, it's 
I my goal with this video, it's not just to like suck my dick about revelations I had or something. It's to uh, I had very insightful, fascinating experiences where reality was so strange, but also I feel that I've processed it to the point where I was able to write it down and turn it into a video. And uh, I, I think there's a, a lot of problems these days where people feel they, like, religion feels too old, science feels meaningless, so there's, like, no deep answers around. And I, I want this video to remind people that there is a reality higher than the one we live in, and there are things that we can reach for and to uh, experience, whether it's through psychedelics or not, um, that magic is real, in a sense. And I, I felt deeply connected to the universe, and it's possible to feel this way. And I just, I want to share that experience with people, and uh, just, if not blow your mind, at least have a good time and remind you that there really is meaning in the world truly did did you end your trip and realize that the fairy hole was ryan's butt <laughs> <laughs> uh actually yeah it's that, the fairy that, portal that the fairy hole yeah i i, I rimmed him into the fairy hole <laughs> into the fairy hole that's gonna be on uh that, that's envy on your uh have you changed the name of the channel yet what is the uh it's grant now yeah it's just Grant. Search Grant. I'm sure it'll come up on yeah, YouTube. Just search Grant's channel or like fairies, the story you never knew. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. That'll. Yeah. That'll that'll pop it up. The there, there's a lot of stuff on there to dig your teeth into. I, I think uh, you guys would enjoy it. And yeah. And like, I don't know. I It wasn't even the. I'll, I'll talk about this in the video. I don't want to give too much away. But it wasn't even like a euphoric experience. It was very unemotional. My trip. Um, it was just like. Oh my god, reality is so strange. Um, that and, it is. But like, just in a... Like, there's so much to achieve here. You know, we, we get stuck in the humdrum everyday life sometimes. And um, like, this was a powerful reminder of how deep the rabbit hole goes. And, uh, you know, it just... It's comforting to know that it's there. Fuck yeah. Um, even, you know, there was like negatives in the trip too, but it was, it was, uh, there was something about it that just felt important. So yeah, that'll be out. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, we'll see how fast, uh, me and Tyler can edit. I don't know how busy Tyler is, but, uh, we'll be in touch and, uh, enter the fairy portal. This is going to be dope. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, dude. Well, um, yeah. So, uh, just, uh send us or send me the audio over discord um or like put it on uh google docs and or google drive and then uh just link it to me through discord and i'll put it together this will be out on wednesday cool yeah, yeah I'll, I'll send it right now okay all right dude well thank you so nice. much for coming in and helping out i appreciate it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's good talking to you for an hour yeah, <laughs> yeah likewise guys all right i'll talk to you soon man yeah See later you, man. later Bye. tyler how was your Anime week. Thank you for waking me up. I, I caught up on uh, Odd Taxi. Okay, how's that going? It's good. It's real good.
It's great. I love it. What about? I don't think. I don't know. I'm trying to decide if it's really as good as I think it is, or if I just want it to be as good as I think it is. Ooh, fascinating. Tell us about is it, it, Tyler. Is it fascinating? Like, I, I, it's it's fun to watch. It's entertaining. The plot is good. The the dialogue is good. But I I don't see it. I don't think it's like an anime of the year thing but it could be because it's so different you know it's like it's hard to compare it to other anime because it doesn't feel like an anime to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it feels like a show that just happens to be animated and it's in japanese but it doesn't feel like anime it's, it's not is... tropey like anime yeah it doesn't have the anime aesthetic really like it just it doesn't really feel like anime to me so it's hard to compare it to other anime Right. Um, but I like it a lot. I mean, that's interesting so, I don't know. in and of itself that it, it doesn't feel like anime. That kind of brings into question, like, what... I I mean, there's always there's always the debate uh, as to, like, what is anime? You know what I mean? And th- that's right. something that yeah, I went yeah, yeah. into depth about with, with uh, fucking H-Bomber guy. Um, <laughs> and then we kind of came out at the... Uh, there really is no definition of anime whatsoever, you know? Um, oh, is that why he follows us? Yeah. No, he started following us before that. Um, but, like, we we had a talk on Twitter it publicly. I just want to know why he follows us. I mean, I love his content, but, like... Maybe he just likes our shit, dude. I don't know. Maybe he thinks he I'm hot. I mean, he's not subscribed to us. I don't know. Maybe he just Maybe he just wants to be my boyfriend. I mean, that would be great. Subtle this. What do you mean subtle this? <laughs> uh, doesn't sub. Oh, oh, oh. He's not subscribed to us. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Tyler, did you know? Whatever. Did you know that I'm an eight point five out of out of ten for looks based on algorithms. What algorithms? Uh, face algorithms. Face algorithms. Yeah. Got him. Yeah. Like there's this so there's this uh thing you can do online. I don't have the link. You can find it. Okay. Where basically it's this test. It tests a bunch of uh algorithms on you that uh marketing companies and stuff use. And uh, it uses your camera and stuff like that and it like says a bunch of stuff. Um, I bet it does. It says a bunch of <laughs> it says a bunch of stuff about you. Uh they said um Yeah, it probably looks for symmetry and shit. Yeah, like all sorts of stuff. Um and uh there's it's like it's like weird stuff. Um and uh Devin did it and she came up to me, she's like, Mike, the thing said I'm a seven. I want you to take it too. <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> so I took it and I got an eight point five. <laughs> I was like I was like, Devin, I'm so Do you feel better now? I was like, I'm so <laughs> charitable. I you know, as an eight point five, I could go up to a nine point five, but I went all the way down to a seven. <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> anyway, I it's it's just it's a joke. It's a stupid thing. But uh I am going to put um eight point five on everything that I do now. I'm gonna let everybody know that I am I'm an eight point five, so 
I should be uh, sexually desirable to everybody in the world as one of the upper echelons of physical appearances. So, well, to everybody but fifteen percent of people. What do you mean? But oh, oh, well, yeah, I guess the people above you, obviously. Well, no, because uh, like a nine point five can go down to an eight point five, and that that's. A, well, that's it a says good you the eight point five. Well, no, you're you're always good within one whole point of of oh is that what the algorithm said no that's just i mean that's the way it's always been you know before there was an oh, algorithm yeah, to... it says the 8.5 you, you tell a 9.5 that and we'll see what they think <laughs> everybody's laughing in the chat right now um no this was a this was a this was like a study done by um by a university or something like that that's they're trying to collect more data on the uh on the algorithm and you have the option whether to share it or not um, yeah. How how sexually attracted are you to robots? <laughs> yeah. How sexually attractive you are to robots? I am an eight point five. Yeah. So when the robots take over the world, I will offer them my butt, and you. Well, see, will die. Th- that's when you get to the one zero, the ten. They symbolize a penis and vagina. So that's when you actually get sex. Oh, as a robot. Yeah. I wonder who would be considered a ten. Uh, Keanu Reeves is probably the person that they based it off of, if I had to guess. <laughs> Keanu Reeves? Yeah. He's old, dude. <laughs> I know. I, I would have thought that... That's the thing. People people like older men. That's true. And, and Keanu Reeves is an older man and hot. See? <laughs> Kit gets it. Really hot. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, my God. Gray Fox. <laughs> so, uh, so, odd, so you liked Odd Taxi. Um, or you're enjoying yeah. Odd Taxi, but it's giving you weird vibes. You don't know if it's it, going to be animated. I, I like it, but it doesn't feel like anime to me, which is weird because it is. But it doesn't feel like it. I don't. I wonder if anybody else has the same feeling as I do, or if it's just like I'm dumb. I don't know. Uh, but I, I've been enjoying that um, still. Uh, I did I finish? No, I didn't finish K on, but I'm I'm close. I'm I'm. Like season two, episode twenty-two or something. I gotta be close to the end. What is K on a uh, slice of life or is it a shojo? Uh, uh, I think it's a slice of life more than anything else. Cole says slice yeah. of life. Yeah, the our otaku guru has said slice. There, of there's life. not really any like romance. Is rom- is shojo romance? Because I thought shojo was um just like pretty girl. I thought that was the idea. Uh, even that wouldn't really apply. Okay. I don't think. Not to say that like the girls in it aren't pretty, I guess, but like that's not the point. Yeah, look at you tell- calling them all of them ugly uggos. Not good enough for shojo. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I I I do love and hate that one of the main characters' names is Yui, and her uh, sister's name is Ui. I feel like the. Uh, the, the writers just like I'm whatever. That's two names. Wait, one of them is Gooey and one of them is Ui. No, no, Yui and Yui. Ui. Okay, I was gonna say Gooey is kind of a weird. I've never heard that one. So it's it's just Y U I and U I and their sisters. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> um. So how Yui and Ui? Yep. How is writing going on? Uh, Vinland Saga. I I don't want to talk about writing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Does that mean you done. haven't started yet? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've started it. Okay. <laughs> I have. I have. It's going well. It's just not as far along as I want it to be. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But 
it will still be done. I would say Wednesday or earlier this week. All right. I mean, you know, don't, don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not rushing it. Okay. All right. Uh, but that is just like the schedule that I'm on. Uh, and I plan to stick to it and I think it's going to be no problem to stick to that and get it done on time. Um, we're hoping for the editing is going to take some time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're hoping for a release on the 18th, maybe earlier. So, so look forward to that. Um, Mm -hmm. did you watch or read anything else? Nothing anime related that I can think of. Okay. Anything cartoon, like animated? Yes. Uh, I watched all of, what is it, Love, Death, and Robots season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, Love, Death, and Robots is, is fucking, that's weird shit. Fucking, I love it, dude. Have you have you seen season two yet? I I watch the ones that interest me. Did you watch the final episode? No. You have fucked up horribly <laughs> i mean you can that is the best episode of all time i watched the one uh with the dude on the train um where he that one was okay yeah that one that one was one of my least favorites and then well, i like the animation style it was really cool and then i watched mm-hmm. the super photorealistic one about the uh giant on the beach that one was decent i liked that uh, one a lot because in the end, you understood that it was a metaphor for whales, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like, basically, like yeah, what happens in that episode is a giant human uh, washes up on the beach, like giant, like blue whale-sized human, and uh, like a yeah, like an actual giant. Yeah, <laughs> and um, basically, like there's this one guy who kind of like went there to study it, and you know, obviously, like. You know, it was majestic when it showed up and it was like, you know, people were like playing on it and stuff, which was like really weird and kind of disturbing. Um, and then mm-hmm. like over time, obviously, it starts to kind of decay and then they start, you know, carrying pieces of it away to get get it off the beach. And like people spray painted all over it and stuff, just like really being like awful to the corpse of this uh, this giant but it's all stuff that people do to whales when whales wash up on the beach. And then at the end, right. you know, it was like, uh, he's driving around and like parts of the human are, you know, put up above like shops and, you know, like this, that, and the other thing. Um, it was, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting kind of melancholy metaphorical piece. I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler. Yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, Cole is saying that you need to watch, uh, the slime, the 300 years killing slimes. Oh yeah. I started that and I sort of fell off of it. Um, but I do want to keep watching that. Um, the ones that I really liked from, uh, love death and robots though. Uh, the first one was very funny, uh, with the, the vacuum cleaner robot. Um, there was one that was like very realistic, uh, called Snow in the Desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was super interesting, cool, and whatnot. And then the best one was I can't remember what the hell it was called. Um, but 
it was fucking hilarious. It had like uh it, it it was like a a, uh, a, a a university that changes history so that you can see what would happen if something else happened. And their example was if you killed Hitler early. Okay. So they just continually kill Hitler at different points <laughs> in funny ways, and then show what would have happened. Wow, interesting. It's very funny. That's the last very episode? fucking funny. I believe so. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. That one sounds up my alley. I love killing Hitler alternative timelines. Yeah, it was great, dude. Hell yeah. Um, and then there was one, I think, called Ice uh, that was also, like, very coolly animated. I really liked that, how it was animated. It was kind of like, uh, almost like emo style, like super shaded. Uh, that was, was punny, kid. <laughs> Borderlandsy thing. Okay. I don't know. It was it was neat. Huh. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I know Devin. Devin watched them all. I believe she likes that show. Um. So for me, uh, all of well, almost all of my Ranma manga has come in. Um, that was a purchase. Um, and it, I had the same issue that I had with uh, Doro Hidoro when uh, I bought Doro Hidoro which is the last issue was out of fucking stock. Like, so I have, I have the last issue of Dora Hidoro like pre-ordered basically. So like whenever it comes back into stock, it'll get shipped to my house. Um, mm. But uh, then the same issue, the same issue happened with Ranma um, where like the last volume, which they're all two volumes. Um, so the last two volumes were out of stock. So I had to pay like, more than twice the actual price for it. And that won't come until later in June. Um, but I'm excited about that. I haven't cracked them open yet. I've been busy. I had, um, I mean, I think the last time, when did we record last time? Like Wednesday? Uh, I think it was yeah, Wednesday. something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't had time to crack them open yet. Cause I've been doing a lot in between then and now. Um, but let's see, I watched, this show called The Sorceress's Magic is Omnipotent. Something like that. I watched like the first three okay. episodes. Um, it was boring. And then I stopped watching it. <laughs> it's an isekai. <laughs> um, overworked fucking office lady gets yeeted into a fantasy world. Uh, she's summoned there. And like they're looking for... Um, they're looking. Oh, uh, by the way, apparently that last one I was talking about was not from season two. It just went from the end of season two. That was the Drowned Giant one to one of the episodes in season one on my TV. Oh, okay. So that was a season one episode. Okay, interesting. Um, also, Cole says I should uh, be sure to play the Ranma half. Ranma half, Ranma one half. I, I don't know. However you want to call it. Uh, hard battle game for SNES. It, it, did that ever even come out in English? Because... I mean, I don't care about playing uh, foreign games, but obviously I would like the other one. Oh, yeah, Ranma. So sorry, Neo. <laughs> Ranuma. But, yeah. Um, so I've yet to crack those open. The Sorcerer's Magic is Omnipotent or whatever. Uh, that one, again, I think it has potential. I might even, like, check back in on it. But after a couple episodes, I was like, eh. And then um, I've rewatched Overlord in the past in the past i love that anime um 
it's it's a fun watch it's, for sure that's yeah, super good um i wish they continued i'm excited it. for the next season oh is did they actually say there was gonna, oh yeah they did say there was gonna be a season yeah they four. did fuck yeah that's gonna yeah. be awesome um and the animation on that one is super good too but uh the one thing um i finished tenchi so we will we will have a tenchi video um coming down the pipeline and then the other thing that i watched that immediately gave me a video idea um is i started watching sailor moon crystal uh Mm -hmm. i've never watched sailor moon crystal before when when sailor moon crystal came out i saw it i saw the way that it was gonna look um and i puked in my mouth a little bit (laughs) i was like that is fucking ugly ew that doesn't look like usagi to me um but and also uh one one downside the sailor moon crystal is that usagi's voice is ear splitting oh my god it's it's like the most high-pitched um but I'm going to watch through it and I'm going to document the process and I'm going to make a video called learning to love sailor moon crystal because I think, um, I think it definitely has value. Uh, it's very clearly, obviously, um, more manga centralized, which I think is interesting. And right now I'm, I'm still in the middle of them. Like, you know, I, I think I just got to the point where, uh, sailor V, got introduced as a as a character so um i'm like seven or eight episodes into it and i did watch uh the first couple episodes and i was pretty baked um and (laughs) the sailor mars episode really got me dude i was like watching it and i was like whoa like some of this animation is pretty cool and like i was like how are they going from it's such a it's such a breakneck uh pacing like not in the way that Mm -hmm. it's like everything is going so fast because what it is is it's like it's very slow it's very like you know like shoujo-y slice of life uh and then all of a sudden it gets like way more serious than it ever should be um Mm -hmm. and it's it's so bizarre like like i was yeah i mean i've watched a decent amount of sailor crystal yeah or uh uh yeah, it, it, like because the thing about the original Sailor Moon was that it was very goofy, and it was very like villain of the week, you know. And uh, Sailor Moon, and and it, it was like it was obvious that it was kind of dumb, you know what I mean? Like oh, like this this fucking like jewelry store opened up, and the jewelry is making everybody look for the the the. <laughs> What do they call it? They call it the legendary silver crystal. That's what it is. And they never yeah. just call it the silver crystal ever. It is always the legendary always silver the legendary, crystal. Yeah. It's so legendary. dude. It makes you wonder if there is just a regular one. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, it, it's goofy, but like somehow Sailor Moon Crystal like takes itself almost too serious, like serious to the point where it's like ridiculous because of how stupid it is. This how mm-hmm. stupid the 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 plot of it is, where it's like, yeah, they opened up this jewelry store to like look for the you know the to enslave people to look for this crystal and and it, it, like 
you know, Sailor Moon's take. It's just so fucking weird. It's so it it just rips you out of this like goofiness into this like oh it's intense, but the intensity is about something fucking goofy. It's just so strange. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch all of that, and I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have a lot to say about it because Sailor Moon is is really important to me. Uh, it's in my first anime. You know, it's what got me into into mm-hmm. the medium. So. Um, seeing how they evolved it. Also, there's a new Sailor Moon special on Netflix, which is weird. Ooh. Uh, and I think it was done by the original writer. So that will be interesting. Um, besides that, I can't. Yeah, it's mostly been Ranmo Tenchi and uh, now Sailor Moon Crystal. Oh, oh, oh. There's one more thing. Oh. Yeah, I, ow, uh, ow, ow, ow. I started watching Invincible. Oh, okay. Yeah, which um, has been, uh, like, I, it's been memed to death on the internet. Um, you know, like, whenever you see, see that guy, that picture of the guy, like, yelling at this, like, beat-up mm-hmm. dude, and he's got his fingers on his head, like, you know, he's like, what the fuck? And, and you know, you don't seem to understand, like, mm-hmm. um, and I was wondering what that was the whole time, because, you know, I, I assumed it was either a comic book or you know, uh, some television show that was on TV, but Invincible is on Amazon Prime. Um, so if you have mm. Amazon Prime, it's free. You can watch the whole thing. Each episode, it's just like eight episodes and they're all like 45 minutes long. Um, and it's great. I love it. There's good humor. Um, and it's so funny because like the first episode really lulls you into that sense of DC-ness, right? Because like, like I, uh, we don't, I haven't seen it yet, so yeah. So, so we don't we don't talk about comic books on this show uh, ever. Um, but I'm a huge comic book guy. I have a big comic book collection. Um, I read comic books my whole life. Um, you know, obviously, I'm now into manga, so that money is going to manga. But um, it's it, like I I'm huge into uh, into comic books, especially Marvel. I've always liked Marvel. Um, Marvel has this down to earth, uh, ironically down to earth kind of feel in their universe. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the problems are, you know, human problems or at least like humanoid problems, mutants, you know, that kind of thing. Um, don't get me wrong. Marvel does like to go into fucking space and have, you know, multiverses and stuff like that, but it's not as space oriented as DC. DC tends to like most of their major threats, especially when it comes down to the Justice League, um, and a lot of the other characters, Superman, etc. Like a lot of Superman's major threats are from space, you know. So it's like aliens coming to invade the planet. A lot of the superheroes in the DC universe are from space, and I think that's kind of cheesy. I don't know. It, it's always seemed cheesy to me, but Invincible, mm-hmm. um, and 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 not just not just cheesy but they're the the superheroes are kind of stale they're so super you know like wonder woman is like basically fucking invincible and superman is basically fucking invincible and you know uh like the the, don't even get me started on the fucking green lantern but it's like you know (laughs) all all of the super powered people are so fucking super that it's and and inhuman that they're very hard to relate to, um, mm-hmm. you know, or they're gods or, you know, whatever. Uh, sorry if you're a huge DC fan. That's just the way that I feel about it. They're classic. It's classic superhero comics. 
Um, and nothing that I said about DC has anything to do with what I'm talking about right now, because this was made by Image Comics, and I'm an idiot. Sorry about that, everybody. But Invincible kind of lulls you into that superhero comic, that classic DC idea of, like, this 50s-esque kind of family. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like blood and gore, <laughs> like just like attitude, just like <laughs> fucking punching literally through people's faces out the back of their heads. It is fucking metal as fuck. And it is so good. So if you haven't watched invincible and you have, um, uh, Amazon prime, check it out. It is, it is totally worth it. It's, it's a good time. Um, it feels like the closest American animation besides Castlevania. I think that reaches into that anime sphere. Um, Mm. not in looks, but in, uh, present, uh, presentation for sure. So that was a good time. Anyway, Tyler, um, like we said earlier, I don't really have much to talk about in video games. I've just been playing monster hunter again. Um, making builds and stuff like that and whatnot you haven't played with me <laughs> what did you do? Oh, i i went to i went to play with you guys but you were playing with jm and omni and uh chrono so i was like yeah i'll just yeah and then jm left like less than a half hour later oh uh, see i didn't i didn't know i just figured you guys were gonna be playing all night nah you didn't message me about it bro because you never didn't tell me you were playing and then when jm left you didn't tell me you were playing I didn't check to see if you were still playing. <laughs> Basically, what we've learned is that Mike is at fault because he never says anything about playing. That's true. I do just jump on and play. But anyway. Yeah. You never check with anyone. You never message in the Monster yeah, Hunter like chat. We have a whole I don't thing. stalk you. I don't stalk you. I just checked. <laughs> play a different game, you'll join. You don't like Monster Hunter, Neo? <laughs> yeah. No, no, Neo, uh, we're going to play... Uh, we're gonna play uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Cool. I'm down. All right, guys. Well, this has been a very interesting bonsai podcast. But you know what? Every once in a while, we like to throw one of these out. I knew I didn't know. You know, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, Tyler. I didn't know what we were gonna talk about in the beginning, other than uh, the seals that fuck penguins. Mike Mike started this podcast saying this is gonna be a good one, and then started it. <laughs> <laughs> And here it is. Uh, so, guys, um, if you want to support the Bonsai Popcast or Bonsai Pop as an entity uh, in and of itself, I recommend joining the Patreon. Um, for if you join at the Super Saiyan 3 level, you get an extra podcast every week. Um, in fact, we just released one. Uh, well, technically, I'm talking in the future right now. It's Sunday right now. We just launched one today. Um, but generally, we release those on fuck, Wednesdays. And we release the podcast on Mondays. Uh, so I, obviously the podcast is coming out on Monday. Um, so we are back on track. Last week, Tyler was on like a little mini vacation type of thing. So we weren't able to get it out when we were supposed to. But we are back on track starting right now. Um, so yeah, Patreon, big thing. Uh, you can also buy G Fuel through our link, um, which I will link in the show notes. And uh, if you use code BPOP, you'll get a percentage off. Uh, I think it's 10% right now, which is great. We recommend the hydration formula. It doesn't have any caffeine, no sugar, tastes good. Uh, really good. Honestly, like I'm not even just fucking around and, uh, 
and we and we know because I asked that they're getting all the uh, flavors that are out of stock back in within two weeks. And whenever they get it back in stock, that's when our code becomes thirty percent off. Yeah, like we, so. we really want you guys to try this because it is it is a it is a great way to stay hydrated and healthy. So that's what's important to us. You know, we don't want you guys getting all fucking cracked out on energy drinks. I mean, if you do so, that is your prerogative. Feel free. We're not judging you, but like that's not yeah, what we are. Yeah, the code will still work for everything on the site, yeah. but that's not that's just, what we're trying to do. It's just not what we're trying to sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, which you should because our social media is awesome and not enough people appreciate it. Uh, so you should do that. And you can find us by Googling us on Google bonsai pop two words bonsai like the tree pop like popping uh that uh that 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 chocolate cherry like that (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week bye bye